How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. everyone welcome to episode of the orange and brew podcast the podcast where we marry our two favorite pastimes the Denver Broncos and beer I'm your host today Nicholas Manning the doctor joined here with my man my main man Jonathan Cronenberg you can find him on Twitter at John K NFL you can find me at dr underscore and Manning you can find the podcast at orange underscore and underscore brew, both on Twitter and Instagram. We got a little bit to talk about, more or less, a little bit of a preview for Thursday, but some uh, interesting nuggets out there. Before we get started, how are you? I'm I'm doing well. I mean, I'm getting ready for the snow that's coming always yeah. that we get ready for. And, you know, I know they last time they said six inches and we got like, you know, a little dusting and it yeah. it wasn't what it was uh but this time there's some blizzard warnings but that's again away from us and and i'm hearing six inches and i'm going with the under just curious what you're going, going with. with the under i'm gonna go with the under too yeah i just I, i'm sorry I, I you know the mountains are gonna get it and certain areas you know that in that area you know that they're gonna get it but we'll be fine we'll be yeah, fine we'll be fine we'll be fine we'll uh, uh but but things have been going under. well uh, you know, it's been nice seeing, uh, you know, watching some of the senior bowl, uh, you know, rewatching that and trying to get ready for, you know, like we said, we're doing, uh, some draft talking ready for that game, things ready for you, uh, all, all of you. And, uh, it starts on Thursday and we're going to keep it going. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited for that. And we're going to do our preview, uh, for that on, on Thursday with JT with us as well. So that'd be very exciting. Uh, so how are you though doing, uh, doc? I'm good. I'm good, man. Some good things. How's the family? They're good. Uh, they're good. We are full swing into basketball. Just signed up for for spring sports. My uh, my oldest two test for their red belt. Um, well, where's on red belt Thursday, on the line? Let me right know. before black belt. Oh, so so they yeah. they could probably beat me. Because I have to admit, yes. I'm slow now. I'm slow now, and you they know, could. they they yeah. get they get the knee, and all of yeah. a sudden, I'm done. I'm a done. It's a wrap. Yep. They uh, you know, kidney kick or something like that. But uh, <laughs> I'm super proud of them. Have they so ever? A, but, but they know to use it for good only, right? Yeah. Do they good, good. do that all the time? I don't. I mean, that I'm aware of, they do. Whether or not that's actionable, I'm not sure. So we'll uh, <laughs> right. We'll see. But that's the rule at home. No one to use it um, and use it appropriately, and Dad will let you know whether or not you're right or wrong. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll see. So far, so good. So far, so good. So with right and wrong in mind, I'm going to pose some questions here today. Uh, I don't know if that'll actually be the case or if that was a good enough transition. But we're going to go with it. 
So we have some uh, some free agents here for the Denver Broncos that will become available. We have talked about it a little bit, but before we do a full mock offseason on Thursday, we wanted to discuss just some of the back and forth banter about uh, you know some of the availability of the players this offseason. First and foremost, Draymond Jones, 26 years old, former third-round pick, defensive lineman, slash edge rusher, depending on if you're his agent or not. Right. For uh, for at Spot Rack, our, our friends over there, uh, his market value, so his estimated contract market value, sits at 17.1 annual salary, so a four-year, 68-plus million-dollar contract. That would rank him about sixth in defensive end, so, uh, you know, before the edge group. Uh, within that group, kind of using, not kind of, so they're using some similar numbers, statistical comparisons to help pull that. Leonard Williams, Romeo Aquara, Frank Clark, and Carl Lawson. Um, some of those statistical um, things make sense. He's lower on the end of average games played, so not awful at 85 a little bit over 85% of his games are played. Um, he is averaging 0.41 sacks a game, 1.45 tackles a game, 2.1 hurries a game, and 1.34 stops a game. So uh, his rating, as they have it assessed it, uh, is at 54.95, uh, which is actually uh, it's below... Uh, both Aquara pretty significantly and Leonard Williams and Carl Lawson. So the question being, um, you know, what do uh, what do we think would be an appropriate contract? What would you feel comfortable offering Draymond Jones? What do you think that the Broncos will do, et cetera? What are your what are your thoughts first about Draymond Jones and his uh, his impending free agency with the Denver Broncos? I really like the spot track number at 17 million. I think that's that's pretty reasonable. I think that'd be pretty fair for four years. I think you said right as well. Um, and, and if that's that is the case, I think you get the maximum value out of him. Then he turns 31 and he can get his kind of his his last contract. I think that sets him up well uh, for his future. Uh, however, I think that uh, Draymond Jones really believes in himself, and uh, I think he wants to test free agency personally. And I think he thinks that he's with the other premier guys in the NFL uh, that are hitting free agency, like we talked about a little bit uh, before the show. Deron Payne is someone that uh, is, is someone similar, maybe that uh, is on the defensive line that you can uh, maximize your value to to get to the pass rusher and get to the quarterback. Uh, and, and also, you know, have an impact on on the run game. Um, and I think he's going around $19 million, $20 million. And I, I think that's where uh, Draymond Jones is going to want to be. Uh, and and do, you, do you believe that as well? That's where he wants to be at? Is that where he's looking to be at? And then maybe he's going to be disappointed if he hits free agency, um, if he were able to hit free agency? Yeah, I, I think he is show me the money kind of guy. And so I think he wants to aim it at as top of the market as he can. And rightfully so, you know, in a, in a league where your earnings, your earning opportunity is minimal, 
This this is his deal. This is his, this is this is yeah, you the know, it's deal. Probably it's maybe he gets two. You know, maybe he gets this one and an extension on it. But you know, maybe not, right? So he'll be twenty seven at the beginning of the deal. He'll go till he's thirty one. Is he going to get another really big deal? No, probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a short term, you know, two year big money deal maybe. Uh, but again, you know, being a third round pick and making, you know, in the NFL terms, I'm aware peanuts. I think that uh, that's pretty rough. I do like that market value. I think anywhere between 15 and 17 million. If I were the Broncos, I would feel comfortable. Um, and and here's why. One, because I do think that he is a a really good pass rusher. I think he has shown the ability to be able to do it inside, outside, etc. One of the issues that I've had with him is just playing outside of the of the X's and O's, whether or not that has been encouraged or not. I think that that might be something for um, that the Broncos kind of be worried about a little bit. You know, it, is he making some of those plays when he, sh- when he should be somewhere else, which then causes him to miss opportunities in other scenarios. I also would be worried about who those production, you know, when the production came, so who is he? Who is he playing? Not all those uh, sack numbers were against top tier talent. So, uh, you know what's the, you know what's the worry there? Feel pretty good about that. The issue with it being is you're already paying uh, twelve million, twelve million dollar cap hit for, or almost thirteen for DJ Jones. Yeah, that's a, a lot. Sixteen million dollar cap hit for Randy Gregory. So depending on how you view. Your 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 front seven. I don't think it's unheard of to have three players making pretty good money up front. You know the Broncos have had that with you know Derek Wolf, Demarcus Ware, uh, Shane Ray, and Von Miller all at the same time. Right, one was a first round pick, the other three on their on their second or third deal. So it could be an emphasis for this organization, obviously skewing that cap hit number two. You can. Uh, for instance, like Russell Wilson uh, has a $22 million cap hit next season. So for a quarterback, that's uh, that's relatively small. Um, so I think it's worth looking at and bringing back. I think with that, though, um, you're really banking on the not only the increased snap total going up, but the increased games total. Uh, so we talked about Deron Payne being, uh, uh, being the, the, you know, someone that, Jones will look at to set the market. Um, he's played in 100 games over the same amount of span, so or the same span of time, which to me is a big indicator, right? If you're productive, oh, yeah. you're only out there a handful of games, it's not really hopeful, especially if you're eating up that much cap. Uh, you know, if this were a sixth round pick and he's in and out, I think that's something to to be mindful of. So that would be someone I would like. That probably means. You're you're letting go of some of the cheaper vets, you know. Probably means that uh, Mike Purcell isn't here, um, or you know, you put a lot of money up there, and then you you know you maybe look at at cutting some weight on the back end. Um, but you know that's the that's why they get paid the big bucks, right? Uh, to make those calls. So I would be interested with him at that number. I think next up, some of the conversations that we had. Or about Alex Singleton, who um, had a, another phenomenal year. Again, your guy, you nailed it. 
the question that I have for you would be, so his numbers, he'd probably sit around um, Josie Jewell, in my opinion. So Josie signed a two-year two-year deal um, where average of about seven, seven and a half million a year. So this year's cap hit $7.1 million with a two and a half or two and a quarter uh, dead cap. So he had signed a two-year $11 million deal. So last year, a uh, much smaller cap number. Would would that be a market set one for you? Uh, you know, if we were to offer him, a, Alex Singleton, a similar contract to what Josie got, would that be something you would you would be here for? That's something that you um, would want to pass on? Or, you know, what, what are your thoughts about um, Alex Singleton and his his prospects here as an unrestricted free agent. I really like Alex Singleton. I think, you know, I was on him pretty early as being a guy that I felt like was going to be a difference maker. Um, and it, it turned out right. So I was, I was very happy about that, but 7 million is, is, is quite a bit actually when I'm thinking about it. Um, and, you know, comparatively to some of the other guys uh, that are similar, uh, you know, you can get them for maybe 5 million. And, and let's be honest, the Broncos are a little cash, uh, strap right now, uh, depending on where they go and who they want to get. Um, so I, I think every every dollar matters. I, I I'd really like to get him in again, just because, like you said, he, he he's older up there. He's getting up there. He's twenty nine. Am I correct? Is he twenty nine? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, at twenty nine, I, I think you want to get him a two year deal, and and maybe you do something similar with, uh, with like you said, uh, Josie Jewell, where it's a, a two year deal, and then and then you're ready to move on, and then again, you you don't you can push it this down the line again. This yep. issue. Um, and I think your problem is solved. You have two guys that can do it, but at the same time, you know, you, you have Jonas Griffith um, and you can bring him back as well. If you, if you wanted to, and he, he was starting before Alex Singleton for a reason uh, yeah. before he got hurt. Um, so there's options. There's a lot of options yeah. and, and guys, you know, uh, so th- it, it's really up to Peyton to make those big time decisions and decide, Hey, look, I made a great, I made a great decision on Singleton last year. Do I want to still roll the roll the dice and go with him at this higher value? Um, and again, I think there's other guys that you can get for cheaper. I um, I don't have the list in front of me, uh, but I believe you do. And uh, so so tell me some about some of the other guys because uh, I think that's it's getting up there because uh, you you spoke about uh, I believe Devin White being up there uh, at a nine million dollar value. So uh, tell us about some of the other guys. Yeah, I so before I get there maybe just I, I think that it would be uh i think he's a good player but to me i think it would be who would you rather have josie or alex singleton uh and and you really need a, a younger guy to be able to step up the hard part again about that is just putting too much money in in the inside linebacker position if you're going to do that you need someone that's never going to come off the field i think alex singleton is now more adept at that than Josie Jewell is, in my opinion. Uh, so maybe that's a, you know, maybe Josie he signs an extension, you lower his cap, try and keep them both. He should keep playing that game until it catches up with you. Uh, but, you know, that would be something that that I would be interested in, in having. As far as inside linebackers, you know, there's going to be a lot, like you said. So uh, Devin Bush will be available. The, uh, the once aforementioned famous potential future Bronco, um, uh, Tremaine Edwards or Edmonds, sorry, 
uh, Denzel Perryman, uh, Alex Anzalone, Anzalone, Anzalone. I don't know, one of those. Uh, he'll be available. So he was with Detroit last year. Uh, he has been with the Dolphins and the Saints. Juan Alexander, who is like, for some reason, I just, I love that guy. And I hope that he lands on my team one time. Uh, that would be phenomenal. John Bostic. I, I think that the year he played with San Francisco, I just, I, I loved it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was it. If I remember when he was traded there, I felt like I just had a connection with yep. him. I feel similar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Deion Jones, Levante David, uh, et cetera. So uh, a lot of players who um, have seen snaps uh, and though we had talked about two um, guys that, you know, like TJ. Um, sorry, uh, TJ Edwards, Rashawn Evans, uh, Drew Tranquil, Bobby uh, Okarike. So some really good players, I think, that can really fit that fit that mold uh, will all be available. Uh, Jermaine Pratt, who I think is a pretty good player. Uh, former safety played pretty well with Cincinnati. I just I think that there are some players that you can get um, and have an opportunity to be able to fill that void. I don't know that I would spend a lot then on um, on Alex Singleton, and I think Alex Singleton has deserved an opportunity to try and milk that for uh, yes. for what he can. You know, we talked about the mo- the most that he's made in his career in one season is one point one five million dollars, which is this last year. So his career earnings have been um have not been a lot and yeah. so it would be a good chance for him to uh to be able to cash in quite a bit so we'll uh yeah he's he's another guy where you just you know you, you kind of root for to to be overpaid somewhere else just because he deserves it he's been with calgary um working his way through the cfl to get all the way to philadelphia and then working his way to the broncos and i think it's been quite a journey and i i, I do wish someone like him the most success as possible and and really hit that 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 big number because this is yeah. this is his last contract i think for for big money and yeah. uh you know maybe his career you n- you never know yeah exactly so it i'm, I'm rooting for him I, I would love for him to be uh, with the broncos again i do think he is a priority from what we have heard what level of priority that is that i don't know that i don't know we'll uh we'll see how that what well, that comes to fruition another name uh, that I think is important for us to be able to uh, to bounce around is just kidding. I don't, I, we have talked about I, there's not a lot of of players. I think Latavius Murray. I think he'll be back. I don't even think that that's a question. Um, I yeah, think, I think he liked it here. I think with Sean Payton coming back, uh, and he's older. I don't think he's going to try and command top dollar. Um, and I think he's going to get a chance to get some some good play before Javante's ready to go. So I think he's a player that will be back. Um, question for you, really quick. Okay. I'm going to hit you with some speed rounds. So we have restricted free agents. So I'm going to ask you whether or not you would tender them. We don't have to go into what you would tender, but whether or not you would tender them. Meaning, do we want them back? And, uh, uh, and then we have a couple exclusive rights free agents. So first, Brett Rippon. Would you tend to Brett Rippon? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would. I, I don't want to spend a capital on drafting a quarterback. I'm seeing that too much in mocks, and that's not something I want to do, honestly. Yeah, you agree? Yeah. Um, 
I absolutely. If, if again, if Sean Payton it thinks he fits in the system, but uh, yeah, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. If from thinks, from it, a distance, do we think? I think so. You know, Trevor Simeon, etc. Andy Dalton. I think he's probably a guy that can operate that offense or any offense within you know a certain set or limitation. So I think that that's important to note. Um, linebacker Dakota Allen. No, I, I wouldn't uh, be really too interested in that. What about yourself? Uh, no, no. I think you got brought on real late and uh, not a guy necessarily that wowed me, but part of that was the the two guys that played a lot did. So uh, I'm, I'm rolling with those guys. PJ Locke. Yeah, I bring him back. What about yourself? I would bring him back too. I, I do think. I think he has a chance to start next year. So not only bringing him back. Yeah. I think with, uh, especially with some of the injury history with some of the safeties. And I, I don't think you're bringing Kareem Jackson back. Uh, yeah. Again, specifically aimed at Stearns for his injury history. It, it's been for, you know, the last two years, it's been shown a few times. So let's uh, give PJ Locke a chance. He's been uh, very reliable in special teams as well. Uh, so I think he's a valuable asset. Yeah, I really like him. Um, staying in the secondary, Isang Bassey. That's a rough one for me. Uh, probably not, actually. Oh, we're done with the uh, the Bassey. Yeah. All right, I understand, I understand. I, I bring you? him back. I bring yeah. him back. I think he's, you know, fifth, sixth defensive back on a cheap salary. I think you need some of those cost-controlled guys. Still yeah. young. He'll be, I don't think he'll turn 25 until the C, till into the season. So, you know, not a, not a bad, not a not bad a, contract to be able to keep. Yeah. Uh, Jonas Griffith. I bring uh, him exclusive, back. Exclusive, exclusive rights region. I bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. He's making, has shown the ability to start, uh, but at minimum, he's a really, really good special teams player again on a cheap deal. And then, uh, Jacob Bobenmoyer, uh, restricted free agent, long snapper. Bring him back. You know, he's done his job. I, I don't know what it means for uh, next year in terms of cap, but yeah, I mean, he's, he yep. hasn't messed up. Hasn't messed up. Yep. All right. So we, we're bringing him back. Me too. Yep. Long snapper. Just do your job. Uh, Corliss, wait. Uh, no, I'm not gonna bring him back. I think there's better options out there, and yeah. uh, last year just wasn't enough for me. Yeah, so I would bring him back with competition. competition. Yeah, yeah, yep. I think uh, that's that's the key thing is do yeah. you want to bring him back with competition? But no matter what, you bring in a few guys for competition. This is this is going to be a year where I think also with kicker. Um, will be interesting to see what happens there that we can talk about on Thursday. Excited for that. Um, but again, I think that'll be interesting to see who you bring in for competition mm-hmm. for kicker. Yeah, you know, there I think that there there are at least several several vets that will be available if they choose to. Tommy Townsend, a Super Bowl champion. Uh, <laughs> uh Cameron Dicker from the Chargers. He'll be available. Your guy, Sam Martin. Could be available again. You don't know the. I don't see him back. coming back. Yeah, <laughs> don't know want to come back, but um, but a name nonetheless, Thomas Morstead, 
who's been punting for a really long time, Andy Lee, who has also punted for a really long time. Yeah. And then uh, Bradley Pinion, who um, who has served under the Broncos' new special teams coordinator there in Atlanta. Uh, so just some names to keep in mind, plus uh, Riley Dixon, former Bronco great. Um, and then a slew of, you know, college punters who um, who will have an opportunity to walk on walk on NFL style and, uh, and yeah. see what they can do. I do think, you know, with that being said, with some of the free agents that we've talked about, we did talk about, you know, what, you know, some of the free agents may be from uh, the, you know, the, the final four teams that we'd like, but I'm going to ask you to rank these before we go to our, our first break on, um, on importance Okay, these position groups to be able to attack because the the Broncos, like every team, have limited resources. But the Broncos, like more, um, have uh, have less capital. So, I think we have concluded from the distance the uh, offensive line. Let's say as a whole, I probably would tag the interior offensive line the most just because there's less space there but we'll say the offensive line we will say the secondary and say the running back room so with javante out so in terms tavius isn't here so essentially the only running back that's on the roster is damari crockett running backs damari crockett and chase Edmonds. you could add defensive line in there if you want to uh, but really, the, yeah. the only player slated for free agency is Draymond. Um, so, if you were to rank them, you know, what's your what is your most uh, your most concerning position group going into the offseason? Uh, definitely offensive line, um, and I think that's the number one priority. I think that you can address it in a few ways, which is nice. Um, I, I see a few different avenues, and again, we'll we'll get there. Um, I think then we're talking about, you know, for me, I, I always have an importance on the secondary. Um, I, I really just feel like that's a position you need to replenish and have have players ready. Um, and, and I'm interested to see who the Broncos kind of take as that one cornerback in, in their uh, draft, uh, their draft selection or, or, you know, the guy who they spend some money on developing because Quan Williams, he's been great, but again, he's on one year left. Uh, he's he's getting up there and he's been injured uh, throughout his career. So uh, secondary is something very interesting to me. Um, defensive line, I'm very interested in. And uh, where for me last is definitely running backs. I think you can address that um, in free agency with some cheap guys and and fill that out. You know, maybe you want to bring in Marlon Mack back. You bring in Latavius Murray back, but you know you can do that down the line and they won't be too expensive. Uh, what was the other position? Did I miss one? Um, you know, and, and any concerns about the secondary? My concerns are for that one safety position that's going to be taking over for Kareem Jackson, obviously. And I think, like we said, you can put PJ Locke there and, and Caden Stearns and uh, Turner Yellen and feel pretty confident that someone's going to come out there as, as the victor and the person you can rely on. If not, you have a great backup. So um, there's some some concern there, but at the same time, I think that you can feel somewhat confident if you get them all signed up and uh, ready to go. Yeah. What about yourself? 
You know, I so I would rank it. I think offensive line. I think you and I agree. Uh, to me, if they can if they can get the right mix in there and settle the majority of it for the next couple of years, not only will you increase the likelihood that Russell Wilson works out and the quarterback position is solved at least for the next several years, or you find out that he is the problem for sure, and then you need to go solve it. I also think it obviously impacts positively impacts the run game. Uh, I I believe in winning in the trenches, so I, I will always think that. I think if there's an opportunity to do that, you should always invest in your offensive line every offseason. So that to me would be one. I actually think the area that needs to be addressed the most is the running back room. Really? With that being said, I think it's more attention than asset, right? So, do you bring in capable players? You don't nest, you don't need to overspend for those, right? They don't need Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. They need Latavius Murray and you know blank, you know Jeff Wilson, who's going to be a free agent, uh, you know, formerly of of the 49ers and get got traded to the Dolphins too, right? Um, you know, a guy like that that has seen some snaps. You can have a little bit of a timeshare till um, till Javante is back. Because I don't know that Javante will be back. He'll play again. I don't know what that means. So, uh, and I think you need a run game. So to just have anyone back there, I don't, that doesn't work either. You need an NFL capable running back who can do all the things you need them to do. Three down players, all that good stuff. So that to me is important. And then actually I'm going to take a swing. I didn't list it. I should have the tight end room. Yeah, there's not many guys. It's Okwebenam and uh, pretty much uh, Greg who Dulcich. else? Uh, Greg Dulcich. And I, I think maybe, you know, do you even consider Andrew Beck if you bring him back? He's more of a fullback at this point. Yeah, and I don't schematically, I don't know how much they they utilize that. I don't know how much of the old scheme that they're going to bring in with. I, you know, I don't know how that will look. Right. Um, but having someone with flexibility, I would be interested in Beck if he came back pretty cheap. He has the flexibility to move around, right? He's shown the ability to catch, which, which Sean Payton demands of his tight ends. You know, they they all are are players that can catch to varying degrees, but uh, they don't bring in blockers necessarily. They bring in players that um, that can can catch the ball, and you hope that they can block. So, um, I'm not really worried actually about the secondary. I think if you were to leave it alone, um, Kwan's back, Darby's back. Um and and Sertan is back. I think I, I feel good about PJ Locke and um Caden Stearns battling it out. You know, you got um Turner Yell coming back again too. So to me, I think that you're you're four deep. Uh and it's usually one of those position groups that you can find some pretty good players late in the draft or or uh you know uh, un, uh undrafted free agents. So that to me would be pretty doable so i would really I, I hope the offensive line if they were to you know throw every asset possible at it and figure out the rest i think that that would that wouldn't be a too bad of a strategy uh, i also think finding a young interior pass rusher if you let draymond go would be smart too so i would be open for all of those so um and it's a deep draft for running backs so i'm pretty excited i would say you know let that one slide go get a guy uh, in the fifth round and call it a day.
and you're probably gonna yeah i agree with that i i think that you have to make sure that you if you're gonna get a running back i think there's like you said this is a deep class you can choose kind of have your choose of style if you want to match have someone match with williams Mm -hmm. if you want someone similar uh whatever that is uh you can get that late Uh, there's a lot of guys that we can talk about uh again later later on um that i think are perfect fits for the the broncos and would all right well what we're gonna do we're gonna have a little bit of an abbreviated show today so we're gonna take a break here on the other side we're gonna have a quick beer segment we're gonna roll that in just to our second segment talk a little bit more broncos so please hold on and we will be right back And we're back for segment two slash three um, with our. So we got here a quick beer segment just for time purposes. We're going to roll into our next segment, talk a little bit about the Broncos coaching staff. And then who knows, who knows who might sneak in the last end of it. Hashtag foreshadow. So I have a beer from Bootstrap Brewing Company in Longmont. We've talked about them before. Uh, so pretty excited. Maybe. Uh, so this is a gold ale uh, with pickle juice. So this is called the Pickle Me Up Ale. 4.5. I have to admit, <laughs> p- pickles, you know, th- this just sounds like some pickle juice added to some beer. Yeah. I- I'm a little worried. You know, let's let's hear what they have to, yeah. to make this uh, yeah, a we're little bit more find, interesting than pickles. We're going to find out the uh, can is dope. A bunch of green tigers running around. Uh, looks funky and cool i think the big tiger maybe is a pickle i don't know i'm trying to figure that out but um but we're gonna give it a shot you know what no beer i'm not better than any beer and so i I think it's important to be able to check and see what we got going on so um we're gonna give that a quick taste and roll in to the next segment ready for the pop three one snap can't really taste like smell it I like I'm like worried. <laughs> it's definitely something to be yeah. apprehensive yeah. about. Uh, yeah. All right. Does yeah. it smell like pickles? Kind of. I can't tell. I just got to get in there. But I like pickles. You know, like it's not like I don't like pickles. Like I'll smash pickles. Like it's not like a big thing. But yeah. Like, I don't just drink pickle juice. Even though I've heard pickle yeah, juice. Yeah. But anyway. I had an ex-girlfriend that drank like the brine by itself. And uh, it was just, oh, I was just. I said, how can you do that? You know what? I mean, it's not. It is not my cup of tea. However, it's not like. It's not bad. Like it's it's not gross. So it's not an abundance of pickle juice where it's like overbearing. I think they did a good job of mixing the two. It's not something that I would want. because I'm, I'm not really into pickle juice. But if you do like pickle juice and you like beer, I do think that it wouldn't be too bad. So I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a tie. Here's why. Even though we don't believe in ties here. Um, I wouldn't drink it. 
sound like pickle juice necessarily. Um, but it delivers and it's not like I could drink that, you know, and be, it's not one that it's like, Oh goodness gracious. Don't have that by me. So I think it delivers what it says it's going to deliver and it doesn't taste bad. Like it's not, it doesn't reek. It's none of that stuff. They did a good job. They hit it on the head. So if you like pickle juice, uh, go get yourself a, uh, pickle me up ale again, not necessarily in my, in my wheelhouse, but, I ain't scared of it neither. So uh, not too bad. Not too bad from Bootstrap. Quick rotation. Now we're going to talk about uh, the Denver Bronco coaching staff. So the Denver Broncos, since we last chatted, have made a few hires and a few um, a few more exits. So the last time that we talked, uh, just now in, had just exited from yep. the Denver Broncos. And- Yeah, and And so he is now. Yep, now a Titan run game coordinator, running backs coach. Good for him. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he gets an opportunity to manage himself. The Broncos lost manage himself. I don't even know what the heck that means. That was dumb. Um, uh, But uh, going with uh, Nathaniel Hackett is Zach Azani, who was a wide receivers coach for the Broncos, I believe, for the past like five years i mean several years it's been been several years i think he came with vj with vj through vic stayed was with nathaniel hackett and uh heard benjamin albright talk about this where uh, they he actually wasn't a preferred coach for uh for hackett yet is following him there even though uh, the team had minimal success in any offensive strategy so um, good for them. Good for him to be able to keep moving. Uh, in Bronco news, anyway, um, the Broncos have hired ex Saints strength coach uh, Dan Dalrymple. Um, so another, again, another former former Saint coach. Like uh, we had talked about it, I think unless there's some specific, you know, big name coaches. He's really going to bring as many people that know what he wants to get done to the to the organization. So I think that that's something to keep in mind to be mindful of. Um, again, I really like Lauren Landau. I know people that train there; uh, they do phenomenal work. Uh, yep. There is an issue with conditioning. I think that there are some other aspects. There are always other aspects. There are training staff. There are, uh, you know, how. Um, how accountable are the players to following the program? Because uh, you don't know. You don't know who is supposed to be doing what. So uh, Lauren Landau will continue to be successful. So I think uh, in I, the end, I, I know that. Yeah, I, know I that have to say, I, I, I feel like Lauren Landau kind of had to fall on the sword for some people. It, it was just one of those things that people uh, assumed he was the issue with a lot of the hamstring soft tissue issues, but they also connected him with ACLs and broken legs, things that he couldn't c- contribute to. Um, so that was one of the difficult things, I think, when when listening to some of the um, detractors from Lauren Landau. Because I think, again, like you said, there were issues with soft tissue. There were some issues with uh, what was going on there. But do the players follow the program? Are the right. players putting in all of that as well? Is Are the coaching staff also listening to the, his suggestions when going through through practices? You know, did, did they not get enough reps to be 
you know, in, in control, you know, to yeah. be feeling warm enough. I mean, I, yeah, there, but- there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the 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 training camp schedule. Did they push hard enough? Did they? I mean, there's a lot, I think. Uh, but then there are also players like KJ Hamler who had a history of it in college. You know, sometimes our bodies are just built a certain way, and no matter what you do, um, those kind of things will occur. So, um, you know, I I think that they got in, in someone in, in Coach Dal Ripple. Um, who Peyton feels comfortable with, knows what his expectations are. So that will be a positive. I don't know the Saints yeah. to be an overly injured program. Uh, so um, we'll find out, right? I think you also have to contribute the the altitude and the tax that that has. So um, uh, we'll see. Hopefully that can this team can get over the hump and have a healthy season. Uh, if they can be healthy, um, who knows? Who knows? We'll talk about that at some point, but... Uh, remains to be seen. So also, new special teams coordinator, so Ben Kotwika, uh, and assistant head coach slash special teams coach, Mike Westoff. You watched Hard Knocks with the, with the New York Jets. Mike Westoff was a star. Uh, so phenomenal. Obviously a much older coach, uh, but joins uh, Zach Streif and uh, Declan Doyle on this coaching staff. Holdovers, which I'm excited about. Christian Parker, secondaries coach. Marcus Dixon, defensive line coach. Both of them, I think we talked about both, did a tremendous job uh, last year. You know, in the last game of the year, you had to look at your program to see who was playing defensive line and uh, defensive back. And those guys showed out uh, and played really tremendous against uh, against the Chargers. Uh, showed up well against the Chiefs. So I think some really good things to be able to uh, uh, to hang your hat on for. Uh, for those two groups. So really the positions that are now open, wide receivers coach, uh, running his backs coach with Tyrone Wheatley moving on, uh, and then your linebacker coaches. So with that being in, in mind, I think the biggest question, uh, and sorry, an offensive coordinator, but with Sean Payton, uh, you don't really know that part. We talked about uh, Ronald Curry being an option. Rex Ryan still in the mix. Vance Joseph still in the mix. Sean Desai potentially still in the mix. Joseph and Desai have both uh, interviewed and are, are are prime candidates for the Eagles job. So, you know, Needle would point towards a guy like Rex Ryan being the, the defensive coordinator. I keep hearing rumblings about, you know, uh, uh, higher in the next day or two, higher in the next day or two. Um, I am all about making sure you make the right choice. I do think that can paralyze you, right? Where you overthink the hire. So maybe this is a position or a job that isn't as desirable, which is a concern. Um, So with that being said, um, one, any concerns about the staff taking this long to get put together? And um, now maybe who who are you rooting for, for the the Broncos to uh, take over on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, first of all, I think it it is somewhat concerning. Like you said, are, are they paralyzed to make a move because the, this is their first time hiring uh, a staff as an ownership group? Uh, you know, is there some communication issues with Sean Payne? I don't think that's really going on. I just uh, think that they need to make their decision and and sign the guy. They have the money and, and uh, you know get ready to start uh, 
discussing things as a, as a group and start really uh, evaluating where this team is going. Uh, like you said, with Marcus uh, Dixon being a part of this team, you know, I want his opinions on Draymond Jones, where he stands. So I want this, this, this uh, coaching staff to come together finally, and at least get, uh, get an idea where this uh, team is, is heading at least for me. Um, otherwise, um, you know, I'm, I'm very excited about the guys that are brought back. I am interested in Rex Ryan. I, I think that he would be very interesting to see an attacking defense again, um, hopefully gains uh, some some sacks up there and, and seeing what he brings and what he's he's changed and evolved with uh, with with the NFL as well, because, you know, he's been very aggressive in the past, but he's had again, Darrell Revis. Uh, he's had good cornerbacks, so uh, it'd be interesting to see uh, what he he's changed and what he decides to keep from his his old habits. Uh, uh, at least for me personally, mm-hmm. uh, what are, what are your thoughts about Rex Ryan and and in comparison to Vance Josephs? Um, you know i I think I've gotten warmer to Vance Joseph being the defensive coordinator. I thought I looked at his last year, really, this last year, and maybe should have focused on his, the totality of his time in Arizona. They did get better. Joe, you know, yeah. all jokes aside, but they were ranked. They, they were ranked, ranked thirty second for a reason. Uh, I thought they were ranked thirty second this last year. Yeah, yeah. They were. I also think that their team, like, they fell apart. Right, JJ Watt got hurt twice, or whatever. I, I had that I hard even, scare. Yep. Yeah, uh, I can't. Really quick, who named three defenders on their team? On on the Cardinals? Yeah. Watts gone. Chandler Jones is gone. Uh Isaiah Simmons, but that was kind of a iffy pick. No, that counts. Um, yeah. That counts. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, uh Buddha Baker. Um Otherwise, you know, none come directly to mind. Yeah. Those are those are the, the Yes, guys. it's a little bit of like he's, you know, what's he working with there? Um, you know, he Zach had some Allen's okay, a pretty good player. Yeah. Uh, moved on, but, oh, good one. but they've whiffed on a lot of draft picks, right? Uh, Robert, um, what's his name? Oh man, Robert, Robert he used to play Ole Miss. Ole Miss, really mm. big, it was like number one overall recruit, anyway. Um, they cut him, but um, in uh. Robert and Nietzsche. Yeah, there we go. Um, so just not a lot of talent there. So Byron Murphy was a, a okay corner, um, but it's not a lot moving around. So, uh, and then when your offense is struggling the way that they did, especially when Kyler went down, you know, you Hopkins is not on the field very much. And so you really, um, you're really struggling with, with fielding an organization let alone uh, uh, a solid defense. So I kind of cut him some slack there. I think it's fair, to be quite frank. Um, yeah. So that said, you know, I think the more that I, I think about it, I I would rather have Sean Desai. That would be my one. I think more of an up-and-coming coach. Brings a little bit of the youth to it, fresh perspective, lack of familiarity a little bit with with Peyton um, directly. And so I think that that could be a good thing, especially on the side of the ball that has done pretty well. Sounds like he, he really relates well to players, but so does um, Rex Ryan from everything that I hear. He did not have issues with his players. Um, 
he's also a guy that uh that they know who the boss is on that on that side of the ball there will be some production from from important positions i worry just about this day and age in the nfl about having to manufacture pressure uh in doing so just that much man behind it so that to me you know just systematically is that going to be uh, something that this team can do i think if you keep christian parker to be able to help really manage and hold the secondary um you know and especially if rex is willing to listen to what has worked and what they played last year they did run quite a bit of man last year but there wasn't a lot of zero blitzes uh there wasn't a lot of of man free there was more cover two man um with some with some mixes in there so uh, i would be okay with with any um i think that sean desai and uh and rex would be my two obviously i would have liked some of the other names that have gone but but I do think a lot of the bones are there for this defense to be really good, and it would take someone, knock on wood, to trip and stumble onto themselves. And really, if you can get a functioning offense, I think I think the desperation to blitz, et cetera, would be lower. So I don't think that you'll need that necessarily. Uh, so, uh, um, But I would look for someone probably with much more of a tie to today's NFL, which has been uh, you know, what Vic has ran over time. So that to me would be my preferred. Uh, so as we move on really quick, top, you know, one question for you, two questions, however you want to take it. Blasting impressions of the XFL. You know, I touched base a little bit about it. Uh, if you caught any of it, I did catch a few games, didn't catch a ton. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts about it? Uh, quickly before, uh, uh, before we get out of here. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was, um, I, I enjoyed the little bit I watched, but for me, again, it was in passing. It wasn't something I was going to focus on and, and make sure I draw my attention to. Uh, a lot of older players that we know from, from the past, and I was kind of hoping for some guys that, you know, you could kind of see and maybe say, hey, I, I would bring him in for the Broncos um, and, and, you know, have guys like, uh, you know, Mike Purcell make his way here and then uh, – you know, that, that was my thought, but um, otherwise the, you know, the rule changes really weren't that special to me. Nothing popped out as something I would want in the NFL. Um, so, you know, for me, it was just a nice spring game. Uh, that was my thought. And, yeah. you know, again, we saw some, saw some uh, interesting stuff. Cody Latimer listed as tight end. So uh, interested to see where he's trying to go with him yeah. with himself personally. Came, and, came uh, out with a touchdown catch early. Just good to yeah. see. I didn't think that was a touchdown, though. I have to be honest. <laughs> you know what? Doesn't matter. You're you're a defensive back. You have to. Th- do you think that was a? Did you see it? Uh, I did. Um, you remember it enough to to? I. Yeah, I'm gonna go with catch. Okay, okay, we're gonna go with I'm catch. Gonna, I'm gonna give it there. It's questionable. Uh, I did uh, like some of the rule I, changes. Which uh, I one? Did like I liked the kickoff. Um, did you? I don't know that I would do the um, the punt like that um because i think it does eliminate a lot of of that but maybe moving the kick back because i think the goal is that it stays in play but there's reduced injury so maybe kick like move the kick back to the 25 the you know 25 or 30 and then line up the players like that so that you reduce the collision i'm a fan of that um you know the times i really got hurt the most were on kickoff uh yeah i mean that is of the you have to be brave yeah, you gotta be brave and stupid, I think. And uh, right, uh, I do. I do like the 
instead of onside kick. I do like the opportunity. You know, if you change the kickoff, you have to change the um, the opportunity to be able to get the ball back because you know you don't have the surprise of the kickoff anymore to do an onside kick. So I think you'd have to do those in conjunction. Not a fan of the three point play. Uh, I think that's. I think you're altering the game too much. You start doing adding points, and you know it's like adding a four pointer in basketball. I'm not a fan uh, of doing that stuff at any point in time, but it was entertaining. You know, Paxton Lynch came out hot through a touchdown pass, uh, then got benched. So uh, I saw a tweet. I thought that was really funny. He's the first player to get benched in the NFL, the CFL, the USFL, and the <laughs> um, XFL. So you know, if you're going to aim high, I think uh, aim real high, or maybe it was the AAF, I, whatever other league, four leagues. Yeah, four leagues. I forget what. Uh, I think my man Paxton probably needs to uh, needs to go to the Arena League. But hey, you know what? He's shooting a shot, and I appreciate it. I think he did, didn't he? He no? should. No, not yet. Oh. I think he's you know so, okay. but, uh, but that's probably next. So, uh, in the end, entertaining. We got football, you know, and then when it ends, uh, the USFL will pop back up just in time to get us to the NFL season. So again, appreciate everyone hanging around with us. We will be back on Thursday uh, recording our mock off season, uh, which will be super exciting. So um, hopefully you join us for that. You should, if you haven't, Uh, we'll talk about what we would do and uh, what, what team we would bring together and compare and contrast. I will win like usual, Uh, but we'll see JT thinks he's a, He's got something really good cooking, and we will find out. Uh, I appreciate you, John. It's fun as always. And uh, from all of us over here at the Orange and Brew Podcast, take care of one, one another and go Broncos. Go Broncos. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Diamond for diamond, no one compares with Mervis. At Mervis Diamond Importers, our natural diamonds come straight from the mines in Africa and our mermaid lab-grown diamonds beat all others for quality and value. Come view our brilliant diamonds, both natural and lab-grown. Mervis diamonds are so bright and full of fire, they will blow you away. So will the affordable prices. Our diamonds may steal your heart, but not your wallet. See our mermaid lab-grown diamonds and learn how to get a larger diamond for less. You can get a bigger mermaid lab-grown diamonds than you ever thought possible. And with Mervis Financing, you can enjoy up to five years to pay with zero interest. Our generous full-value trader policy and our lifetime warranty program easily make Mervis your first choice. When you mount a world-class Mervis diamond into a designer ring from our huge collection, there is no equal. Mervis Diamond Importers. For an appointment, call 800-HER-LOVE or go to mervisdiamond.com. Again, that's 800-HER-LOVE or go to MervisDiamond.com.